no matter if there's thousands of other dancers or influencers or fitness instructors or whatever it is, we can all do the same thing, but you will still be able to find your definition of success by just being yourself. And we can all have it all. Welcome back to Mostly Balanced with Mia and Carly. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is such a fun episode. Aubrey has the most amazing energy. If you follow her on Instagram or if you've taken any of her workouts, you already know. And she really brings it in this episode, too. I love Aubrey. This was <laughs> honestly so much fun to record. We touched on so many different topics. I loved hearing about her relationship. She just like, just really puts her personality out there with everything she does. And she talked a lot about some things that were happening in June, one of which was like a challenge for confidence. And that's happening right now. And I've been loving it. Like you cannot watch a story or a reel that Aubrey posts without smiling and being in the best mood ever. I've only continued to fall more in love with her since recording Like <laughs> her Instagram. Like you said, her reels, everything she posts, she's just so authentic and so real and so fun. Yeah. Just so fun. <laughs> like, I think I even said that to you after we finished recording, like, wait, she's having so much fun. Like, why don't I always have that much fun? Like yeah. she just like inspires you to just be yourself and have more fun and not take everything so seriously. And the episode really has that theme. Like we talk about harder things like breakups and moving and, and starting your own business and things that are serious, but she brings such a fun, approachable vibe to it that it's just so fun. And we love her so much. Keep an eye out for when she does get tour, she talks a little bit about it. She'll be doing more pop-up workouts across the country. She's located in Chicago now, but you can also take her workouts anytime online and they are amazing. So highly recommend and we love her so much. Yes, it was really good. I can't wait to just be friends with Aubrey. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that happens sooner than later. We yeah. All the time. <laughs> totally. I felt like we were friends with her like from the start of the recording. She's just so much fun. Yes, but we always like to chat about new things we're trying. A few weeks ago or recently, I talked about smart sweets because I always I've had this like candy craving, like sour candy for some reason. I have just been like really craving. And it's funny, like I saw that Sari and Freckled Foodie have been talking about how they've been craving sour candy when they're pregnant. And I'm really? Like, it's just it's just my normal, <laughs> my normal life. I crave sour candy and smart sweets is good. I like them a lot. It was definitely a great alternative to like a, a real sugary candy that we all know. But then Dale from Sweats in the City always does her hilarious reviews of candy live on her stories. And she tried Project 7 and claimed it was one of the better, better for you candies out there. So I literally ordered it immediately. So <laughs> influencer marketing works. Yeah. And I got the sour gummy bears and they're really good. The texture, like I like smart sweets and I'm not like bashing them. I still will eat them, but this texture is much better. It's like the texture of a real gummy bear and the flavors were really good. Like they had a lemonade flavor and a watermelon. It's really, it's great. Like you don't think you're eating like less sugar, less carb candy. It's just, you're, you're fooled or you, you're not disappointed. I should say, so <laughs> I love it. 
I want to order a lot more and you ordered it too. So yeah, that happened just twice this week where we both had just randomly ordered the same thing. And both of them were through influencer posts Mm -hmm. who were both actually guests, former guests. So Dale, and then something that Katie Sands posted as well that we both ordered, but I have like, I don't have a home where I can get packages sent right now. So I got them sent to my mom's house and I have to go and pick them up. So I haven't gotten to try, but the candy looks amazing. And I totally trust all of Dale's Mm -hmm. food reviews for sure. She's never steered me wrong. And I mean, I, like I've said on here before, I used to love smart sweets. I don't really love them with the new ingredients, but I'll still eat them. Like if they're there, I'll eat them, but I don't really go out of my way to buy them anymore. So I'm excited to try project seven. And then my thing, I am just so excited to tell everyone about, I posted about it on our Instagram last week. I got probably the best facial that I've ever had last week in the city at Ildi Picard skincare spa. And I posted about them before just because I had used their products before kind of randomly. I feel like I think I just wandered into the spa one day because I used to work around there and bought their CBD sleep cream, which is a moisturizer that you put on at night. You don't use it every night. It's like really kind of like heavier. So I would use it like a couple of times a week. It honestly like transformed my skin. It got rid of so much scarring that I had and redness and basically prevented breakouts. Like I just noticed a huge difference. It's definitely on the more expensive end versus most of the skincare products that I usually would use, but it's so worth it and it lasts for so long. So I had been wanting to try their facial. So then I ended up going in last week and they have a ton of different services that they offer. I actually think they have some like full body treatments too, but in terms of facials alone, they have a lot of different ones. They have like a lymphatic drainage facial. They have just like a more of a classic cleansing facial. And what I tried was because I knew I loved their CBD products. I tried their CBD vibe facial is what it's called. It was amazing. First of all, the most relaxing experience ever. It was so interesting. I got there and it was Ildi Picard, who she's the owner there. And she was so nice. just the sweetest woman ever. I got there and she told me like all about what she was going to do. So told me the whole process of the facial and explained to me like a lot about this specific CBD that they use in their products. And then also gave me the option to take a tincture of CBD before it to like relax me, which was so cool. And it was actually the first time that I ever had one that was, I can't remember now if it's full spec whatever one it is that has THC, this was what it was. And I had never had that before because I really only use beam and they don't have THC, but so I was interested to try it. If I would like notice any difference, I don't think that I did, but that was just like a fun part of the experience that she gave that to me. And then I kind of like lied down and relaxed. And then the whole facial itself was, she would make a very unique, what she called, I think she called it a cocktail, like a just unique blend (laughs) of the products that were specific for my skin, because she saw that I did have some redness in my cheeks and some scarring on my chin. But she overall, she made me feel really good about my skin. Like I feel like sometimes I've gone and they've been like, Oh, like you have this and that and you need this product and that product. She was not overselling me on products. Like I even said, I feel like I need like a moisturizer and an exfoliator. And she's like, no, everything you're saying you're using, that's fine. You don't need to get all these extra things. And so she did. Yeah. So she used all these products. She did lymphatic drainage, like a little bit of it, but it was cool. She used this machine, which I did post on her Instagram. That was some type of like electrical machine where I held on to part of it. And then she held on to part of it and it created a current. And then she used her hands with this, with part of the machine on her hand. And so it was like vibrating in specific ways. 
ways. And then she massaged my face. That's supposed to like drain out any excess toxins and everything like that. It was so cool. And then she put me under this like LED light therapy and this oxygen therapy. She put me in this bubble over my head. It was like, it was just a crazy experience. And honestly, since then, my skin has felt just like really clean, really relaxed. It doesn't feel inflamed. I honestly like haven't worn makeup at all since then, basically. And that's not like normal for me. Usually I always feel like I need at least like a tinted moisturizer, but everything just feels very even. So I highly recommend she definitely takes very specific care and it really caters it to you. So if you guys are interested in trying it, if you're in the New York City area, you can try it. You can even mention Mostly Balanced when you schedule it and you'll get a discount on your services. All you have to do, no code or anything, just say you heard it on our podcast and it's really, really, really worth it. So definitely recommend. You just sold me and your skin is glowing. (laughs) I don't know. I've always wanted to, you always talk about the products and I haven't gotten them yet, but I really like what you said about her not selling you on products. And so many times when I get facials, you leave feeling like bad about your skin. And also like sometimes you leave facials with actual scarring from the extractions and your skin looks amazing. So I feel like this is a nice relaxing facial that you'll leave feeling better about yourself, which who doesn't want that? Yeah. I think any of their services would be good. I really liked the CBD one, but I feel like I would go back even just, I think they do like a 30 minute kind of like express service. So all of them, I'll definitely be back there. It's definitely worth it. Though I'm not like a huge, I have friends who do facials like at least once a month. And I definitely am usually more of like a massage acupuncture, that type of thing, but a good facial is worth it. Now that I've experienced one that I actually really like, I'll probably be doing it more. Yeah. Before we started recording, I said I wanted a facial, but like maybe a cheaper one and what wanted to maybe schedule one for heyday, but I think you just <laughs> sold me. On <laughs> yeah. Now you need to go to LD. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this episode. I am really excited for the rest of my afternoon because as soon as we finish recording, I'm going to watch Jonah's movie dating in New York. Oh, it's out now. It's uh, yeah. Out today. So you still have a chance. Oh my God. Everyone listening. I'm not sure like when the next opportunity will be to watch it. I know he had really exciting news this past week that is going to be in theaters and everything like that. Yeah. So Jonah was one of the podcast hosts on seeing other people. He was our episode with Alana a few weeks ago or maybe like episode 50 in the 50s yeah and now he has this amazing film called dating in New York so I'm really excited too I can't yeah I can't wait to watch it I'll tell I'll tell everybody about it next week yes well thanks for listening we know you'll love Aubrey and we'll see you again next week yes thank you for listening Welcome back. Today, we are so excited to be joined by the creator of Sweat Sessions, a sculpt bar, dance, and just fun workout. So welcome to Mostly Balanced, Aubrey Winters. Hi, everybody. Hi, Mia. Hi, Carly. Thank you guys so much for having me today. To all of you guys listening, my name is Aubrey Winters, and I am the creator of the now virtual online fitness program, Sweat Sessions. And we'll get into all the details of, you know, going virtual and whatnot. But Sweat Sessions is a concept that I created kind of inspired by my background in dance. And it has evolved into so much more. We have several different formats within the program. And we have an online kick-ass community. So it's just, it's a really cool, inspiring thing to be a part of and to lead. And I'm so excited to chat more about it with you guys. We're so excited. Thanks for joining us. 
Yes. So you mentioned that your method was kind of inspired by your history with dance. So is that what you were doing before you started the workout? Yeah. So I was a dancer my entire life and I moved out to LA all starry eyed, ready to take on the Hollywood scene. And I danced professionally for a few years out in LA. And then I started teaching bar just on the side at a local pure bar studio and kind of, you know, over the years just did it as a side gig. It wasn't really anything that I felt necessarily passionate about. It was more just a side thing that I could make some extra money while pursuing my dance career. And lo and behold, it ended up being my purpose and passion in life. So it took me a long time to really navigate what I wanted to do with fitness. But in terms of my own concept sweat sessions, yeah, it definitely was inspired by me just kind of wanting to connect to movement again. I didn't end up doing dance for more than a couple years out in LA. I didn't really find in in my mind success with it. I always through my 20s was like, I'm such a failure. I never, you know, did the tour. I never did the award show. I was never in a movie. And it was always all about like what I didn't have instead of what could I actually do with all of these years of amazing dance training to help other people feel confident in their bodies. And so I think once that clicked in my mind, I was like, wow, this is what I've studied my entire life. Dance, movement, connecting through movement to my emotions and to tapping into a really confident, strong, powerful version of myself when I am moving. And so after not doing dance for a few years and so afraid to get back into a studio, I was driving down the 405 in LA one day and I said, wow, I love this song. And then I started doing a little bit of fitness movement mix with dance. And that's kind of how Sweat Sessions was created in my mind. That's so cool. And I, I love stories like that to hear how your passion as a child and growing up while you didn't follow a very linear trajectory in that career, you're able to find a, an outlet for that now. And it's funny just how life works and people's journeys always come back to what they were really passionate about as a kid and growing up. So how long ago now did you create Sweat Sessions? So it started as the Aubrey Winters method. I wasn't really owning who, what it was or me, the person, the creator behind it. So for a while, I was like, I don't know what to call it. So we'll just call it the Aubrey Winters method. It started, I would say... 2018, 2017, I was teaching, I'd kind of transitioned lots of transitions through the 20s. That's like a whole other podcast episode. But I had taken a job in corporate fashion for a hot sec. And then I ended up realizing that fitness is what I wanted to do. And so I was in the midst of applying for a bunch of different teaching jobs in LA and getting back into the studio scene in boutique fitness. And at that same time, I really wanted to grow my Instagram following. I was like, I really want to be a fashion blogger because I love fashion. And then I want to teach fitness classes and kind of thought that I could be like fitness instructor by day, fashion influencer, blogger by night. And so with that was kind of the fusion of like, maybe I should kind of start to have my own fitness thing and then I can promote it on Instagram. And so it started out just, yeah, I would say 2017 kind of in my mind doing little fitness events, partnering with brands and kind of breaking the rules at some of my boutique fitness studios and playing with my own method, <laughs> kind of trial and error. And then I would say 2019 was really, I had gotten out of a six year long breakup and that was just like the floodgates had opened. I was like only bringing in all these other opportunities. The name Sweat Session started to click for the first time. I sort of kind of began to get recognized for this concept and started to grow it and expand it and do bigger, larger events and partner with brands that I love. And so yeah, it really 2019 was kind of the kickoff year for this. And then 
COVID happened, 2020, I had, you know, plans, of course, as we all did. And when the world shut down, I just moved completely virtual. So that was kind of the trajectory of sweat sessions. It, it all kind of has happened. It feels like I've been working on it for a long time. But right now, I feel like it's kind of in its prime. And I look and I'm like, wow, it's all just happened so fast. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Especially with having to really shift to fully virtual last year in 2020. So that's really crazy. That's so cool though. Congratulations for building that whole platform on your own. So, well, I have so many questions. So first of all, you (laughs) said that you had a six year relationship and then you had a breakup and that kind of like suddenly everything clicked. So what was the reasoning behind the breakup? Was it just like you grew apart or something like that? Yeah, I think that at the beginning, we're talking about someone who was like my best friend. And so I think in the beginning, it was like all rainbows and butterflies. I was a lost 20 something year old kind of going to auditions and dance, teaching bar on the side, working at free people living a very LA free spirited life. And I think that kind of towards the end of the relationship, I really started to hone in on my power and found my passion and really felt myself growing and evolving. And my partner wasn't really matching. My partner at the time was not matching me in that. And there were also a lot of blockages in terms of not feeling super supportive by some of the friends that we had shared and him included. And, you know, in moments where I'm really being vulnerable, putting myself out there, wanting to take pictures on Instagram, because I loved my outfit and wanting to post on stories and teaching so many classes each day and each week that I was really exhausted when I'd get home at the end of the night. And I was kind of guilt tripped because of that. And I was never fully supported in that and in those dreams. And so I kind of had known for like the last year that it wasn't right. And I would even I remember one time I'm driving after one of my Equinox classes down um, Lincoln Boulevard from Venice back to Santa Monica. And I said out loud in my car, I said, I wish that he would just break up with me because I know that I don't have the strength to do it. And then three months later, he broke up with me. (laughs) I I fully manifested. manifested. <laughs> I fucking manifested that so hard. And when it happened, I i mean, it was awful and devastating, but it led to all of my dreams, truly. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, you know, I look back and I'm just like, thank God, because I don't think that I would be here living the life that I am and feeling all of this richness and all of this just juicy feelings of just like excitement and energy and alignment with passion and purpose if I was still in that relationship. Yeah, I'm so happy you shared that because I feel like so many people are in relationships like that that might not be totally fulfilling. And we talk about that all the time here. If you're in a relationship and you're doing a lot of personal development and growing and your partner's not growing with you, it just it comes to a point of like, are you going to part ways? So I, I really like that you shared a really relatable story there, but then there's such a light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm totally with you. Like I've been in a relationship like that where you're like, it's over. I'm kind of, I already mourned the fact it's over. Then you just need to get through the breakup. But I'm so proud that you were able to build such an amazing life after that and like really prospered. Yeah, I think that I don't know. And and maybe you guys in a way can relate to this or other, you know, women out there listening. I just feel like I never was ready to like fully take the plunge into my independence. And it was so scary. And I think that I just relied on my partner so much emotionally to make me feel happy and to make me feel secure instead of really going inward and figuring that out for myself. And when you're with someone, you know, starting in your mid 20s 
20s, you grow so much. Like I'm a different person than I was in my mid 20s. And I genuinely love the fact that I have found my definition of independence and what that looks like for myself, because now I kind of feel like I can navigate life and take big risks and leaps of faith and trust myself through all of those different processes and navigating, you know, all these different things because I trust myself and I've built that strength within. So I think that a lot of times we're afraid to kind of take that leap or to leave the relationship. But for me, it really led to getting to know myself better than I ever have and all of my big dreams. Totally. You touched on so many things that so many people definitely are relating to. Like first being in a relationship where you don't feel fully supported. And sometimes it's not visible to like the outside person. Like it might seem like that person's really supportive, but there are things that you really feel. And then feeling like you're doing all of this personal growth, which of course happens in your twenties. And if you're really, you can either lean into it and really make it happen for yourself or you don't. And if you're with somebody who's not doing that, either they grow with you or they don't. And then it kind of is what it is. And then also the feeling of wishing that they'll just break up with you. I have been there before. <laughs> and it's like, you don't want to be the one to do it. And you're like, I just wish that they would do it. And it's still hard, but you don't want to let them down and everything like that. But then obviously the key point is everything you just said that then you really can expand so much more than you could if you're in a relationship that's not the right fit for you. So all of that was when you were in LA, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you're in Chicago. I am. Yes. So how did that transition happen? So I had been living in LA for 10 years and my lease was up May 2020. And I actually started dating someone who lived in Chicago, December, 2019. I'm like, I, the years, I don't know what year is it. So I started dating <laughs> someone in Chicago casually at the end of 2019. And my family all lives in Chicago and Brendan lived out in Chicago. And I did long distance with him. We kind of dated, we took a few trips. He'd come visit me in LA. It was just very fun. Again, I had been out of a a six year relationship prior to this. So I was not looking to get into another relationship, but really, really liked him and was just kind of having fun. And then the weekend of the lockdowns, I was supposed to be teaching for South by Southwest down in Austin. And they had been canceling the events one by one. And Brendan had plans to come meet me down in Austin for the weekend and be at my events. And then all my studios were calling, emailing on that Sunday. Coronavirus is in full effect. The studios are closing for the foreseeable future and just stay safe and healthy and stay home. And Brendan's like, well, you can either go back to LA and be in your apartment for who knows how long during these lockdowns, or you can come back to Chicago, be close to your family. I'm there. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't, we're not even official. So what? And <laughs> I, and I was like, literally I have one active wear set in my suitcase. I have cowgirl boots and dresses and it is snowing in Chicago, <laughs> but let's go. So I ended up going to Chicago. I locked down, you know, I was in lockdown here for several months. My lease ended in LA we went back, moved all my stuff out. And then I had every intention of just coming to Chicago for a couple months through the summer because summertime shy is best. And then I'm thinking by the end of summer, LA studios will be opening back up again. I'll have my jobs back and I'll go back to LA. And then life just took a really wild turn. I had a great summer here. Brendan and I had grown so much closer over the months throughout COVID, obviously, because we were together almost 24 seven. And with my family being here, it felt so good for the first time to be able to see them whenever. And I ended up just moving full time. So I'm in Chicago now and it still doesn't really feel real. I still go back to LA here and there. And every time I'm there, I've 
I still feel like nothing has changed and I still live there, but I'm fully here. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. Wow. That's so cool. I mean, your life kind of took a crazy <laughs> turn, but I'm assuming you're dating Brendan now. Yes. As you're so freely <laughs> saying his name. That's, yes. that's so cool. And like COVID created such a crazy year where people, A, like relationships either sped up and you found your person because you were forced into that time together. But I think it just gave people the opportunity to get to know people and relationships kind of speed up in that way. But then also in the same way with finding a place to live and just having the freedom and not being having to be in LA and also just the ability to now go virtual. So is that when you completely launched virtual and saw like a huge spike I'm imagining in your platform? Yes. So I, well, my platform actually just launched this year. So it launched in January, but pretty much all of 2020, I was doing free Instagram live workout. And then come... So after we took the road trip from LA back to Chicago, I kind of started to feel like, okay, I want to transition. And I... I was getting paid for some of the Instagram lives. People were sending me Venmos, but I'm like, I kind of feel like now that grown this community so much virtually, let's try to bring it all in a little bit and like create more of like a Zoom like intimate feel. So I started with the Zoom classes in August and they just took off. And that was when I really was like, oh my gosh, I have like an actual community of women who are showing up every single day. This is unreal. And I think that, you know, I always told myself, this was a big question for myself, 2019. I'm like, do I want to either open up a studio or go virtual? And people would say to me, do you want to have an app one day? Do you want to start an on-demand? I'd be like, honestly, I don't really know. Like, I'm not really big in the virtual world. And I think I'd rather just do IRL because that's where the energy's at. And that's what I love. And then the universe is like, no, bitch, like you are going virtual. So (laughs) I fully just kind of dove into finding connections to help me build out an app and an on-demand platform, which all launched January of this this year. So yeah, kind of the move to Chicago was the push for me in a sense to create something very substantial with my online business. Also just because all the studios here, you know, Chicago's still, it's not fully open yet. So a lot of the studios are just now starting to kind of come back at limited capacity. And I, it wasn't, you know, like I could apply for jobs at these studios. I just kind of leaned into what was right in front of me, which were a big group of women wanting these Zoom classes and then, you know, asking for even more with shorter on-demand workouts. So this is kind of the route that it went and I'm super excited about it. And it's going to continue to grow and I'm getting creative with how, you know, I do this whole online thing. Cause I think that from what I've seen, it's just, there's a lot of just the same thing out there. And I'm like, wow, like I'm really feeling called to like do something different with this. And it's really cool to kind of have that creative flow with it. Yeah. It's so exciting. I mean, it's crazy to me how much working out and like the fitness scene in general has changed because I had to in this past year. And I never did online like at home workouts. And now I can't imagine not doing it. And I think that it's so cool for you to be able to start something like that. And like you said, make something that really stands out. And then you can also, of course, like you do add in the in-person pop-up classes and do like little tours across other cities. And it's almost like you have so much more freedom than you would if you had, if all you had was just kind of like one location. So that's really awesome. I love that. I can't wait to hopefully take a class in person someday. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to have you guys. The energy of an IRL event. There's just nothing like it. It's the best. Yeah. Did you do one in Chicago last summer? I did. 
I remember because I actually was living in Chicago last summer and in the process of moving back to New York. And I remember seeing it was like one of the weekends I wasn't there. So much fun. I'm actually in the midst of planning an IRL tour right now for the fall. And we did an event back in LA when I was there in April. And I was like, you know, I just get this feeling that people are wanting to connect IRL. And I, you know, there weren't a lot of people doing outdoor things or classes or events, but I'm like, F it, I'm going to do it in the best, safest way that I can. And we did it and it was so much fun. And the energy in terms of just people like coming and being so open and excited to connect with people again, it just kind of, it kind of ringed a bell in my head. I'm like, okay, like, yes, it, we're still in this pandemic, but the world is starting to open up again and we got to get outside and do some outdoor IRL events. So Sweat Sessions is going on tour this fall. So it's crazy. That's so, <laughs> That's so exciting. Yeah. That's amazing. And I'm totally with you. And with Carly, I never worked out in my apartment before the pandemic. But I was thinking this morning that I hope these classes are here to stay because I do really like how it has changed my routine and my workout. And it's just given me so much freedom. But I so miss the in-person community and I'm excited to start seeing pop-ups and just classes coming because you have such an amazing energy. Like you can see that on your Instagram. You're so authentic and real. And I like can tell why you've built such a big community and how you kind of can show through the screen your personality and connect with people. But I can only imagine how much better that would be in person. But how has like building your community been like you? How do you show up so authentic every day? Yeah, I mean, I think that it would be really easy for me to just kind of pop onto the gram and show up to all of my classes and just be like, hey, guys, everything's standing and I've got all the energy in the world and we're going to make you feel freaking amazing today. Like, I think that it would be really easy for me to do that. But at the end of the day, I'm a real human being, just like every single woman showing up to my classes. And so for me, I just have kind of I, I think I did that for a while, like when I was first starting my Instagram and teaching my, you know, classes at all of the different students in LA, I think I kind of did have this persona, like I'm the girl who is never not moving, who has all the energy, who's going to make you smile and make you laugh. And it kind of got exhausting. And I also noticed that the people I was following on Instagram, who I was gravitating towards were the people who just weren't giving an F anymore. Like they stopped using filters, they stopped curating their feeds, they showed up on the shitty days, they didn't show up when I didn't feel like it. You know, and I think for me, just I I come back down to earth a lot, and I just remind myself that yes, I'm running this platform and this community, and I have a lot of women who I'm very thankful for. They look up to me, but I want to set the example. Like I don't always think social media is healthy, and I don't always want to show up and be 110%. I want to talk about real things. I want to talk about real feelings. And at the end of the day, I think that kind of letting those walls down and letting my community in on what's really going on. In in my heart and in my mind has been one of the biggest connectors for us. And I think a lot of these women feel like we're friends and I do feel like we're friends. You know, like I actually feel like I know the women who are showing up and we can talk about real stuff and it doesn't have to be just the surface. You're showing up to a fitness class to get a sweat on and then we check out and buy because our lives aren't one dimensional. We have a lot more going on than just that. So I think that for me, I just... I just show up however it is that I'm feeling and however I want to really. And I, I don't really have any shame in talking about the hard stuff. 
Aside from just continuing to show up and of course, putting together a workout that's going to, that people are going to love. Do you have any advice for things that were helpful for you to actually like grow your brand and your platform and bring in more clients? Yeah, I think for me, the authenticity is a big one. That's I, I I have a lot of DMs about that all the time. People are like, you know, I have women who point blank will say, you know, I've taken so-and-so's workout and it's a lot harder, but I, I'm gravitated towards you because you're just a real human and I feel like I can connect with you. And again, that's not me being strategic. That's just me showing up as I am. And so that's one thing. But I think if you are talking more in terms like Instagram and actually growing and building an online fitness platform or just a platform in general, I think using all the tools, right? Like again, we're not one dimensional. And now Instagram's pushing out all these different videos and reels and IGTV. And they want to see us doing more. And it kind of for me is like, wow, this is a a cool opportunity for me to actually like let people know what my personality is like and have dance parties with me. And, you know, I can use my silly sayings when I'm doing a workout on reels and people get the point. And so I think just really tapping into all these different features on Instagram, but really nailing down the fact that none of it will come off or none of it will be relatable if I'm trying to be something that I'm not. So taking advantage of all of the the tools that we want to and that we can, but really just staying true to yourself and to your brand and to your mission and to who you are. I, I don't even like to say that's kind of like my secret sauce, but like, because again, it's not strategic, but that is my number one thing, like just being yourself fully unapologetically. Yes, 100%. And that's true for really any area you're in, whether it's your career, whether you're in fitness or not. I feel like every day you're not showing up as yourself is just every day you're disservicing yourself and you're just not living in alignment and probably very unhappy. So it's really the best advice and totally why you attract the community you do and people keep coming back. And I'm curious if you have big plans for sweat sessions in the future, near future. For sure. It's all hitting at once. (laughs) And I I think that, you know, finally the sun is starting to shine in Chicago. We're kind of getting over the hump of what 2020 was. And there's just like a new fresh energy as summer is coming. And so I also feel invigorated and I feel really inspired right now. And so when I say that the projects are stacking, they are stacking and I'm ready to go. So first and foremost, we've got the actual app launching in June, which is kind of the version 2.0 of the on-demand. So on-demand up until this point has just been on my website and now it will be in a physical app, which is really cool. So that's launching in June. And then I have a summer fitness challenge that I am hosting with my really good friend, Fitty Britty on Instagram, Brittany Vest. She's co-hosting it with me. And we do these community challenges that are a little bit of fitness and lifestyle and confidence building and self-love. And there's workshops and opportunities to connect with the community and to move together and cry together and have conversations. So that's starting in June. And then, oh man, merch is on its way and the tour is being planned. And I am also launching a mentorship program for aspiring fitness instructors who want to build their platforms online or even IRL. So that's some Something that I am having major imposter syndrome right now. It's like coming up like crazy. And I'm like, usually I don't feel like this. Why? And I think it's because I'm actually like sitting down with all of my thoughts and my feels and I'm putting like mine to paper. And it's something that is just so out of my comfort zone, but we're doing it. And I think that that's probably one of the things that I'm most excited for, because this is a part of the business that I've just 
never really tapped into. But I also know that through my experience getting to, you know, where I am right now, I can really, I can really help a lot of women who are feeling this struggle and this pull and might not be feeling super confident in taking that leap of faith and that next step in their career. So I'm excited to just get that out there to anyone who wants it. That is going to be amazing. Is that something that came from people asking for it? Or was it just an idea you had? So it's kind of a little mix of both. I used to train new teachers at Pure Bar when I first got into fitness way back in the day. I was managing the studio, teaching, doing all the trainings. And that was something that I looked forward to the most. And it was just so much fun. And I think that over the years, I've just... Yeah, I have a lot of girls reach out to me on Instagram and they want to know what the secret sauce is and how to do it. And even more so 2020, there's kind of this space where we have so many fitness instructors everywhere who are so used to teaching in person and not really giving a shit about online platforms or Instagram where they're following to then having to go and start stuff on their own because of COVID and not knowing where in the heck to get started. And on top of that, there are so many people who dove into at-home workouts in 2020 who might've worked a sales job or might've worked in fashion. And they're like, wow, fitness is actually what makes me the happiest and want to become trainers and want to build an online community and want to start an Instagram, but have no clue how to start. And so I just kind of want to be that connector for them. I want to be able to just tell them how I did it, give them the tools, give them, you know, one-on-one coaching and help them really bring their dreams to light and to make their dreams a reality. Because I know for me, I never really had a mentor. I, you know, went through this entire process on my own. And I was really broke. And I was really running my energy to zero. And I was making a shit ton of mistakes. But because of it, I didn't necessarily learn the right way, but I learned the way that worked best for me. And that's just something now that I feel compelled to open up about and to share with, you know, the people who who want to be taking that next step as well. So it's a little mix of both, but I'm really excited for it. Yeah, that's going to be huge. I feel like there's such a need for that. That's especially with everything you just said about more and more people wanting to get into the fitness world. And on one hand, it's so difficult, obviously, because it's like, so many people don't know about growing a platform and all those things that you just mentioned. But on the other hand, it's so cool that they do have the ability to just start it from home versus like having to get a job at a studio or get a physical location and open their own studio. So that's definitely gonna be huge. I can't wait to hear more about it. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. And like (laughs) this year was just like, it was just nothing anyone has ever experienced before. And all of these fitness instructors pivoted and came together. And it's amazing that you're like building this platform where people can help each other. And I love that you're using your success to help other people. That is amazing and just so refreshing in the industry. And can we talk about imposter syndrome for a little while? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Because I hear people talking about it all the time. I feel it a lot. And I want to hear just your experience or like tips on how to navigate that because I feel like imposter syndrome should just go away. Like you are where you are because you earned it. So I would love to hear your advice on that topic. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, imposter syndrome just is rooted in fear. And that's the most simple way to put it. And for me, I it, it takes me getting really grounded and really rooted in my self-care practices, my self-love practices, my daily affirmations and my meditations to shake that feeling off. It is something that I felt 
for a long time before 2020. I think it's a big reason why I was still teaching at studios come 2020, um, because I was so afraid to break out and do my own thing and really own who I was with my concept and who I wanted to be in the space and kind of felt like, well, I didn't have enough followers and I didn't have enough experience, but oh my God, I had so much experience, you know, like I've been dancing my whole life. I know the body. I studied it in college. Like why do these feelings keep coming up? And at the end of the day, it always just comes back to being afraid and caring about what people think of you and being rooted in fear. And when I am in a clear mindset and a clear headspace, I'm my number one biggest fan. And I always say like, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. And the only thing that's scarier is not going after what you really want. So what, what weighs that the fear of imposter syndrome or, you know, not ever going after what you really want and having to sit with that for the rest of your life. So shake that feeling of imposter syndrome and just go for it. Obviously, it is easier said than done. And it is a daily practice, just like with anything to really live in a space where you just feel confident and you feel light and you feel like you can go after whatever you want without that blockage. But you know, it just takes a little work to break it down and then to get back at it. Definitely. And like you said, everybody gets it. So it's not like make sure you remind yourself that you're not crazy. This is something that happens to everybody. I can't believe that I haven't asked you about this yet because I read about you. I was reading, I don't remember what it, where it was, but it was like an interview with you. And it said that you don't set an alarm in the morning and <laughs> I don't either. And everyone always thinks I'm so crazy. So I want to hear more about your morning routine. Yeah. So, well, when I lived in LA, the last place I lived in, you would see the sunrise through the windows. And so this was also like the year post breakup. So every morning I would just leave my windows open. I didn't have blinds, which is probably not safe if you're living alone, but I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And I would just wake up with the sunrise. I would probably set my alarm like because at the end of the day, I had those early morning commitments at studios, but I was waking up an hour and a half before my alarm every single morning. So for me, I get really excited to wake up in the morning. I am such a morning person. I feel the most inspired in the morning. I feel like the most connected to myself and just kind of like, there's nothing better than waking up super early. You see the sunrise right now. Same thing. I see the sunrise where I live in Chicago and we're on the 30, 31st floor and just like over the city, you see it. And there is no better feeling while Brendan is still sleeping than going out into my living room, lighting all the candles, putting on some just like indie tunes, dancing in my kitchen, making my coffee, being emo and like journaling and doing all the things. <laughs> so, for me, yeah, I genuinely like waking up early. I really love just that time in the morning because the second that I start tuning in for my classes, it kind of becomes about everybody else. And one thing that I really learned after you know living the lifestyle I did in LA with teaching, it's like, if I'm not filling my own cup, then I'm never going to be the best that I can be for everybody else. And so, and, and really not that I need to be that for people, but at the end of the day, I'm providing a service and I want to be that for people so that they feel good. And that's, why I think my morning routine is just so damn important to me. If I end up sleeping in on a weekend, I wake up with anxiety because I'm like, it's the weekend. I have no obligations. I, I could have a full day of just like me in the morning and chilling in the afternoon and like doing all the things. So the more full that my days can be in terms of just like things that I can do for myself in the morning, the better. I just, it makes me feel so much better. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. And as you were talking, it's so funny. I was going to bring up the 
you can't pour from an empty cup quote. So that is funny, but totally true. And especially when your day is so busy, you really need, if I don't have that time for myself in the morning before jumping into a day, I feel so lost and my day is just completely ruined and totally with you on the anxiety on the weekends when I don't wake up early, which I tend to sleep in. I wish you could just like share your morning routine with me and like make me do it. (laughs) But with that goes the fact that like, I also, I'm starting to recognize, like, I love my morning so much and I love waking up so early, but it's like, even if I go to bed late or I go to dinner with friends and we have wine, I'm still waking up at the same time. So now I'm challenging myself to take naps and to try to sleep in on the weekends a little bit. (laughs) We got to get sleep. It's so important. (laughs) So I'm a slightly envious of you sometimes. (laughs) Well, what does like a day in the life look like? Like, is it planning for classes, teaching classes every day? What is your day to day? Yeah, every day right now is totally different because with all these projects going on, I'm trying to compartmentalize my projects into the days of the week. So, you know, Mondays, for example, I wake up, my self-care practice on a Monday is so important to me. And typically I wake up at like 5.45, 6. I have an hour in the morning just for myself when the weather is, it doesn't have to be sunny, but if it's like If it's a little bit warmer, I love walking to get coffee or I'll make the coffee at home. And then around about an hour and a half before my first class of the day, I'll start planning my playlist. I'll start working on my programming. I don't spend a ton of time doing that or I don't plan it too far in advance because I like to just have it feel fresh for whichever mood I'm in that day. So I'll program my classes. I'll get into my classes. I teach Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays after class. Like for Monday, for example, I work on editing the rest of my content for all of my on-demand. I always try to do a couple of my own workouts for myself each week. So outside of teaching, I've been going to Studio 3, taking classes there a couple days a week. Tuesdays are like my merch days. So I meet with the woman who's helping me with my merch and my line and I work on my challenges. Wednesdays are a little bit more about the tour and we plan. Right now we're doing all of our outreach and then Thursdays are shoot days and Fridays are kind of like finish up project, edit, kind of do all the things. And then I typically end up working Saturdays and Sundays, whether it's teaching or editing or doing, you know, random photo shoots or whatever that I might need to do for partnerships. But yeah, every day right now, I'm really trying to like stay organized. This is like, this is a part of my business and a part of just who I am as a person. I'm very fly by the seat of my pants. I don't typically work well, (laughs) staying super structured with routine. I actually am better when I'm just kind of like doing things that feel good for me in the moment. But in terms of this business and having it be scalable in the way that I dream of. I got to I got to buckle down and I got to get serious. So I'm really working right now with my team and just personally to be more organized. And so the best way I can do that is a different project each day of the week and <laughs> that's it. And then my boyfriend makes me dinner almost every night. Bless his heart. I'm not cook. So I don't like to really be in the kitchen. I set the alarm off every single time I try to even make a piece of toast. So he makes me dinner. And yeah, that's pretty much a day in a life. (laughs) That's amazing about your boyfriend making you dinner every day. I also love the one project per day. I feel like that would be the way I would want to operate if I could, because it's like too hard to think about (laughs) sometimes it's too hard to think about multiple things at once (laughs) yes it is it is and it's like the only way that I can like process I I'm recognizing that if I have so many things going on 
the projects don't end up getting finished. I have to have like a full space and a full like brain capacity for just one thing. What's right in front of me. Let's nail that out. And then on to the next day, on to the next project. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's good to have that structure. So usually right now we switch over to our rapid fire questions to hear more just like about you uh, outside (laughs) of what you do. Before we get into that, we wanted to ask you a little bit of like an advice segment. So what would you do in these different situations? Kind of like fitness focus, but also relationship focus, because we do talk a lot about dating on here. And I know you opened up about that a little bit. So starting off, what advice do you have for somebody who is in a new city and trying to date? Yes. So I would say, get on the dating apps. <laughs> put, put, put yourself out there. I actually went to, I moved to New York at the end of 2019. I went for a month by myself. I had every intention of actually moving there. January 1, 2020, I was like, I'm going to be a New York City gal. I even cut my hair short. I was like, I'm ready to go. And anyway, so I, I went to New York and I have never been on the dating apps up until this point, but I was single and I'm like, you know what? I know no one in this city. What do I have to lose? So I didn't end up going on any dates. I'm really, I'm kind of shy in that department. Like I really did not go for it fully, but I was proud of myself for just having conversations and just getting a little more in touch with like my flirty, witty side. So I would say single in a new city, definitely get on some dating apps and just have fun, you know, like meet people and take the pressure off of it actually being a date. Think of it as like, if if you feel safe enough to, you know, go out and meet people for dinner, just it's a new friend. It's someone that you get to have a conversation with and that takes all the pressure off. Yeah, I love that. And I love the (laughs) dating app approach as like finding a friend rather than putting all of your like eggs in that basket. It's so much, it's like a much more fun approach. Yeah. But that's of course, like if you are ready, you know, I think that there's a lot to be said too, for just kind of like wanting to do your own thing. And if you're in a new city, maybe getting ready to date isn't your first priority. And in which case, like take long walks and go to a restaurant by yourself with a book. I did that a lot in New York and it was so heavenly. It's the best. Um, It's the best. (laughs) And just kind of do your thing, you know, get to know yourself first and foremost. And if dating something that you genuinely want, well then go after it and don't wait for the person to come to you. Why not? It's 2021, like make moves, you know? (laughs) 100%. What would you say to someone who's in their mid twenties and feels like they're settling in their relationship? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I felt that way for a long time. And if your intuition is telling you that, then buy gosh, like just get out of it. You have to get out of it. I think that for me, like I sat in this space of just comfortable for a while in my relationship. And the second that I got broken up with, but truly the second that I was no longer in that relationship, like all of the portals opened. And so if you in your gut and your heart feel like you are settling and that there is something and not even necessarily someone, just something that you're feeling called to, and you don't feel fully fulfilled in your relationship, break it off and go after what you want. And if that person is meant to be in your life, if you're meant to end up with them, maybe down the line when you've prioritized yourself and your needs and you've listened to your heart first. Yeah, that's great advice. And what advice do you have for somebody who really is struggling to get into a routine with working out? Maybe they just have decided that it's not for them and they don't like working out. 
Yeah, I've actually gotten this question so much in the last week on Instagram. So I'm happy that you are bringing it up. I think people are struggling a lot with routines right now. I think that people are kind of trying to navigate like, what does life even look like? Like we've all been stuck at home for the last year and a half almost. And there's just a big lack of motivation. And then also with it coming up to summer, causing anxiety for people because women are feeling out of shape. And it's just like, it's just a downward spiral. So my plan of attack for this, if you're feeling unmotivated, you don't know where to start, you necessarily don't even like working out or you just haven't found one that worked for you, break down some walls and let's figure out like, what is it that you really like? Because first and foremost, if you're doing a workout or just showing up to workouts that you don't enjoy, they will never be effective for you. It doesn't matter if it gives you that six pack or if suddenly your bicep is popping. Like if you are showing up to a workout that you do not enjoy, you are not getting the most out of it. And ultimately you will not be a happier person and you will not be taking full advantage of this work workout and the way that you could be. So find a workout that truly brings you joy first and foremost. And then I think you'll start working harder in your workouts. You'll start feeling more inspired and you genuinely will want to show up. Now, if you are someone who just doesn't know where to begin or really is just not feeling motivated, maybe you actually like working out, but you just don't know where to start or how to like kickstart that journey again, start with shorter workouts. This has been one of my biggest tips. I think that there is so much power in a 10, 15, 20 minute workout. On my website, we call them quickies. I have a whole section called gal on the go where you can tune in and do a quickie workout and keep yourself accountable by signing up with a friend and scheduling it in your calendar, writing it down, telling your husband, letting your kids know, mommy needs 15 minutes, okay? 15 freaking minutes is all I need. And find a workout, a quickie that resonates with you, that you enjoy, an instructor that you love. And then from there, build yourself up to maybe a Zoom class, 60 minutes, going out to a local studio, whatever it may be. But I think that finding a workout that you love, an instructor that you love, and just trying some shorter workouts will really help. I love those tips. And I think my favorite thing to come out of the past year has been 15 minute workouts because I feel like on the days where I normally wouldn't have worked out at all, I now just do like 15 minutes and it just makes me feel like consistently happy because I'm consistently moving. So I love it. A lot of people pop into the DMs, Aubrey, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just so busy. I don't have time for working out. And I'm like, honestly, if you can show up all day for other people, and then you tell me right here, right now that you don't have time to show up to a 15 minute workout, something is twisted. Like you got to wake up 30 minutes earlier, get it in because you will feel so much better. And that's one thing when I was getting started on my fitness journey that I would always tell myself, because I, I haven't always like, I've always been athletic in the terms of like, I love dancing, but when it came to working out, like I would show up to college at the rec center and just like walk on the elliptical to like look at cute boys. Like I didn't actually care about my body. (laughs) And and so, you know, for me, it was really about like finding something that I loved and also just starting with like a 15 minute workout because I knew that if I could just even go to the park, Griffith Park in LA and do 15 minutes of abs on the lawn, I would feel better for the rest of my day. And so by not showing up, you're almost doing yourself a disservice and you're neglecting your heart and your feelings and your energy ultimately. So that's why I always just say prioritize it. And even if you don't feel like showing up to the mat, do it. And once you're there, the hardest part is over. Yeah. So now I'll switch over to some rapid fire just to get to know some fun things about you. So what is one food you can't live without? French fries. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. What is your favorite method of self-care? Ooh, honestly, just candles and sitting with the sunrise. Oh, I love that. 
no phone, no nothing. Mm. Just maybe, maybe music, maybe my record player. Ooh, record player. Love that. (laughs) She's she's an emo gal, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're learning all new things about you. (laughs) What is one must have quality for you and a significant other? Ooh, they have to make me laugh. Yes. What's the best trip you've ever been on? Tulum. Tulum. Yes, um, me too. We went in February this year and it was about a month after my platform launched and I had just been going through like mentally so much, so anxious, seasonal depression. Chicago really hit me this year. Like I've never felt anything like it. And I was like, I have to get the heck out of here. So we went to Tulum and I took a week off of social media and it was just heavenly. It was exactly what I needed. That sounds like the best week ever. Yeah, it was. (laughs) And last question. What is advice you would give to your younger self? Mm, No one is you and that is your power. And I say that one a lot. I've gotten asked that question so many times. And that is truly the one that I always go for because thinking back on Aubrey and her college years and mid 20s and even early 20s, you know, it's such an impressionable gal just trying to make it in LA. And my nose gets tickled just thinking about it because it's just like, I compared myself to everyone else. I was never tall enough for the role. I was never skinny enough for the role. My hair wasn't long enough. I didn't have the six pack and I would look around the room and I'd be like, she has the better outfit and this and that. And just my mind was just not in a good place when I was pursuing dance in LA. And I look at the last five years and what has led me to this moment with a life of just truly like abundance and finding my passion and my purpose. And I've done it in a way where I've been able to let go of comparing myself to other people. I've been able to really stay true to myself through all of this. And so I think that just looking back, telling young Aubrey, like you can do all the things that you want to do and you can also feel free of not looking a certain way or not comparing yourself to this person and really pave your own way and do it in a way that feels true and good for you. Because no matter if there's thousands of other dancers or influencers or fitness instructors or whatever it is, we can all do the same thing, but you will still be able to find your definition of success by just being yourself. And we can all have it all ultimately. That's such a great note to leave it on. I hope you have a whole section on that in your mentorship program with fitness instructors, because I feel like it's so true. Like, of course, there's so many different bar classes you could take and so many different Pilates and beat based movements and things like that. But it's the thing that helped that like makes me and I continue to try so many different classes is the fact that there's so many different people and like none of them are the same. So if you're just trying to be like someone else, it's going to be a lot harder. So thank you for that. And thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes. Yes. You guys can find me on the gram at Aubrey Winters, A-U-B-R-E, and then winter, the season plus an S. And then you can find me on my website, my virtual studio, www.aubreywinters.com. Soon the app will be out. Sweat Sessions, the app. I can't believe it. Stay tuned for tours and challenges and merch and all of the things. <laughs> so exciting. Thank you so Yay. much for being here. This was such a fun conversation. It was so nice to get to know you a little bit more. And I hope everyone who follows you can learn a little bit more about you. So that's always what we love to share. So thanks so much for being with yes. us. Thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. 